This is a Hoff Studios podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, this is Daniela Rabani from the Mom Curious Podcast. I wanted to give you a heads up. If you hear a third voice. It's true. Did you hear it? Did you? It's Laura Lucchetti, everybody, our executive producer. She's in, back. In the flesh. Excuse me. In the flesh. There she is. In the flesh. Hopping in up, your ear. Hacking up a lung. Um, she's been busy mothering our uh, Hoff Studios podcast. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. I hope you do check them out. You're not an only child anymore. I know. And you know what? <laughs> I'm more than happy to share you. You are, uh, you know, you are a great big sister. They all look up to you. And this show is a gem. So I, I couldn't you. be prouder of all the work you're doing. And I'm so grateful that you're taking the time to hang out with us as you did all season one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's my favorite show. We're <laughs> it's actually the only show I go on, fun I fact. I actually, I, <laughs> I knew that. Did you guys know that? Um, we do have a special guest, a, a third, a third, a third person, a third voice. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Michelle Courier, and um, I'm a mom. I have an amazing two-year-old daughter. And um, a ceramic artist in Manhattan, in the West Village, and uh, also in East Hampton. Thank you so much for coming on. I know that you are dear friends with um, Brian Hoff. Do you guys know Brian yes. Hoff? Brian Hoff of Hoff Studios, friends. <laughs> this is a big deal. This is a VIP we have. He's paying for me today. So he's what? Um, he's he's paying for us today. So the shout out to Brian. Thank you for paying. I he's wish you guys getting lunch right now. I really wish you guys could see his outfit. It's like this like <laughs> blue bright bright blue button down with like painted on flowers he is killing it he's keeping it psychedelic you know he's keeping it psychedelic he's keeping it real and he brought you to us i'm so 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 grateful i'm really excited to be here thank you for having me um it's, a, it's such a great podcast so i'm really excited to be here your ceramics are really beautiful thank um, you and how long have you been uh, at it as an artist so i um it's a really funny story, actually. I was applying for a job teaching art, and it said it was for ceramics. I had never worked with clay before, but I applied for the job, and I figured, oh, I'll just figure it out. Wow. And um, so I got the job. So I did a crash course um, on ceramics, and I 
as soon as I started, I was like, how has this been missing from my life for so long? I love it. And it's just become so important in my life. And since then, I've been so focused on it and just fell in love with ceramics. And then, um, so I've been doing it about 20 years. Wow. And I've had my business for about um, eight or nine years. Amazing. I always yeah. think of um, Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone with me? It's just, I'm, a, I'm the only one who's ever said that about a ceramics artist. That you, that, 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 yeah. I mean, it was an original thought, as we all know. Um, but like, it looks so sensual. It looks so fun. It is. It's very meditative, actually, and mm. relaxing. Once you get in with it, um, I always tell my students, become one with the clay because you really, you, you really can't think about other things or focus on anything else. It really takes you out of your world, and um, you're just so focused on your clay and your piece. Wow. It's really nice. It seems really beautiful and Romantic. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a whole other thing. For me, I feel like um, when you're in your life's calling, right, all that noise sort of fades. It's so interesting. When I'm For here, sure. you know, doing my work on this show, I really don't think about my children. I, I mean, I think about them when w after the um, interview's over, I'm like, oh, maybe I should check in, maybe not. But like that mind chatter like are they okay are they okay etc where if I was at the grocery store I'd be looking at my phone and I don't have that when I'm really doing the thing I meant to do I feel the same I I'm thinking about her but I'm so focused on my work that um it it really just becomes your only thing for that moment yeah. And um, it's nice, especially in this world we're living in now, to have something that can just take you out of the world and feel so meditative, even just for an hour. Yeah, totally. How has being a mother changed your approach to your art and your business, if it has at all? Um, definitely. Uh, that's funny you say that because um, after having... Um, my daughter, I did a series of huge vases and they all are different sizes and they're all look like pregnant women. Oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't finished them yet, but um, they're huge pieces and um, I'm I'm, I had, just haven't glazed them yet. So they're made and there's a series of about nine pieces and they're all pregnant women. Is it, was that, did you not even notice that you were doing it? While not at it was, first, oh no. Oh my God. And then I was like, oh my God. It was so apparent that that's what it was. Um, I love the subconscious <laughs> so much. Yes. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it really was. And then, and then I knew, I mean, I loved being pregnant and um, it was such an important time period in my life. And it definitely came out in my artwork. Yeah. How beautiful. What are yeah. some of the pieces you make? Um, so vases. Pregnant I really like. Women vases. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's something new, actually, that came out of nowhere. But um, mostly I really enjoy making functional work. Um, I like knowing that my pieces are being used. Um, there are so many times I've made a piece for someone and then they stick it on a shelf and they don't use it. And I'm like, why are you doing that? They're for you to use every day. Yeah. Um, 
I know my dad has a few pieces and he puts them on shelves. I'm like, why are you not using those mugs? And he's like, I don't want to break them. Yeah. You know? I'm like, I'll make you more if they break. Don't worry about it. But he, he, you know, a lot of people will do that. But I, I want them to be used. They should be used for everything. Food, gatherings, mm. um, just your morning coffee, um, the vases. I'm really excited about <laughs> once those are ready. They sound really beautiful. Nice. What an amazing gift you have in like making visual art that's also functional. I mean, it's it, to make like the everyday beautiful. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I feel about it. I mean, I used to paint, um, and I could hang the piece on the wall and I could look at it every day. But it's not like having it in your hands and actually using it and serving people food in your pieces. It's really. It brings it to a whole different level, I think. Do you eat off of your own, like, ceramic work? Yeah, so every piece, I think, in my um, house is all my own. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Most of them are, like, the leftover pieces. Has your daughter played with clay? Well, I mean, she's definitely going to play with Play-Doh, but has she played with your sort um, of, like... No clay yet, but we do a lot of Play-Doh. Yeah, I'm always up for Play-Doh. You want to play with Play-Doh? Play yeah, let's like, do it. Are your Play-Dohs like really legit? Yes, actually. <laughs> do you have all those like... like mommy's so good at Play-Doh, don't oh you think? God. That's hilarious. Guys, I wish you could see her blushing and like thinking about how beautiful her Play-Doh is. Like, It's really fun. We it, have a lot of fun, my daughter, and I have a lot of fun with do? the Play-Doh. Oh, yeah. with the Play-Doh. <laughs> Tell us how uh, about your journey to... What's her name, by the way? Perry. Can you tell us your journey to get Perry so, Earthside? Sure, sure. So um, when I first moved to Manhattan, I found an apartment on Perry Street and I didn't even know anything about Perry Street. It's one of the most beautiful streets in the city, I think. And um, I just fell in love with the city and um, the independence and the freedom and the love and just Perry Street has always had this amazing part of my in my life of growing up really and becoming who I was always meant to be I think so when I had my daughter I was like I'm naming her Perry I love it <laughs> but um it was not an easy um go I didn't just decide oh let's have a baby and all good um you know, I had uh, a lot of people don't know, actually, but I did have um, a few, a bunch of miscarriages very early on. But um, still, I mean, no one knew because it wasn't really something you talk about. Yeah. Um, and then um, when I did get pregnant, um, it was scary because is this going to end in miscarriage as well? Um, I wasn't really open to telling anybody. Um, I know they t everybody tells you, oh, at three months, you can tell everybody. So, but at three months, I was like, I'm not saying anything. I still don't know. And you weren't showing them. Like, the, you right. might look bloated or something. But I also didn't say anything. Um, I, I had one miscarriage. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry to hear that you had said several. That's really hard. And I also felt hard. very um, paranoid. Um Yes. That, and and I eat so much so that I um, I auditioned for a, a role in a movie when I was eight weeks pregnant. Mm -hmm. They didn't shoot until I was eight months pregnant. And I just like wouldn't 
I just wouldn't tell anyone anything at all. I just yeah. didn't even know if I was. I just didn't know if it was going to stick. That's what I told my manager. Um, and he totally understood. And and I ended up shooting it. But um, in that f- those first months of your first pregnancy, you don't you're not showing. So right. And you and have every you can right wear to certain to yourself if you want clothing that can hide that. I think too. Absolutely. So I wasn't telling anybody. Um, but I think the anxiety had built up after so many miscarriages that um, it just was even harder to s- tell anyone. So really, on- the only people who knew was my husband, of course, uh, my best friends, and my sister. Wow. And that's it. Wow. For how long? Um, close to five months. Wow. I know. That sounds crazy. I hope it but, this episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My my best friend, we would hang out, we would go out. She was like, why don't you practice trying, you know, telling people, random people, just tell the waiter, tell the person at the checkout, tell these people. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's try that. So I I would try and I would still freeze up and still couldn't do it. And so then she would tell the waiter or <laughs> the person checking us out at the grocery store. And wow. I was like, okay, this... So she really helped me kind of get comfortable with the idea of telling people. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a lonely journey journey because I wasn't able to really talk to people about it that much. I just felt it would probably make other people very uncomfortable <laughs> to know about all these miscarriages. And then um, when I did get pregnant and I had too much anxiety to um, tell people, it was just too scary to say the words almost. And then... Um, it happened to be COVID, so I could not have a baby shower when I finally did tell people. And my husband couldn't come to any appointments. Wow. He had to come alone. No, I really appreciate you saying that. And ha- and I appreciate that it's enhanced your art. I feel like being a mother, oh my God, you guys, this fall I'm going to be doing a, a play and I workshopped it um, this summer and they brought me a new song that had to do with being a mother and I realized like wow I have really matured into this role and when I tell you it hit me so deep to sing mm-hmm. about this child um I, I it's something I could have never acted before you know I think like of course of course you see these like um actresses playing young mothers all the time and they're doing a good job I'm sure but wow to actually know what it is mm-hmm. to to care for someone that deeply and to sing that song was so profound. I could have never faked it before. Do you know what I mean? I believe it. Sure. 
you know? I mean, you have to experience experience it all to really be able to play that character. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like a tremendous gratitude to my children for connecting me to a lot of myself, like the, the good and the bad, but also just like for my, I feel like in my art. Um, and look, this. This is a this is a, a piece of art, our conversation, right? It's great. Um, they're such inspiration for us. Absolutely. Do you find that, <laughs> that Perry has inspired you in some ways that you didn't expect? I think um, she takes up a lot of my time. So mm. <laughs> she's definitely inspired me in life in general of course but um if if you mean in my art both there i have done a lot of also forms i think with my pottery <laughs> I know wow. um that are very open forms and i think um that is something i mean she's she's just herself right she's two and a half years old almost so she's she's just who she is and there's no hiding who she is yeah. so i think these open forms that i've been working on lately i'm not sure but may have something to do with that wow. um because it how can it not inspire you and really affect your your art and everything you're doing in life so how do I you definitely make see how it's affecting my art you're right on track like I, I, yeah. just just in case anyone's wondering Thank like, you. there's like no there's like literally zero shame in this game like it's like you're, this is exactly how we are we're all cobbling it together because I think there's mm -hmm. like a sense that oh my god they're little they're little hands they're little yeah. voices like it's just like so precious and like it's not forever it's just not and we know right. that right. you know like we've lived long enough I actually it, it was easier for me to understand that um with my with my second because I had seen how my son just like overnight was two and a half it's like right and then he was five and then he was no. six it's a, <laughs> no um but it, you know it's like it's hard to say no to opportunities it's really very hard and it's like a little scary because you're like uh what if sure. I'm not? Will this opportunity well, come yeah, around I've again? Yeah, my whole life to be an right. artist, which, by the way, guys, is really hard. It's like yeah. really, really hard on a skill level, on a like opportunity level, financially. It's all hard. So to have like really like climb the ranks, but I don't know. My kids are like six and four now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do an off Broadway show and have a I have a podcast like it all right. didn't tell go away. us tell us a little bit about the play you haven't yet and I think this would probably oh. be a nice time oh. when this episode is going to roll out to, sure yeah um for the past 10 years I've been doing a concert called ghetto tango I did not write it um or direct it I, I just act and sing in it um and it's um a concert that was developed by Two people, Zaman Mlotek and Adrian Cooper, both of whom um, found Holocaust material, so um, songs that were written and performed in the Holocaust. Um, 
the music is amazing. It's like inspired. It's it's in Yiddish, which is the the lingua franca of the time. That's that's what Jewish people spoke then. Um, but the music itself is um, there's a bit of klezmer, jazz, tango, Broadway. I mean, like it's like musically so beautiful, and the poetry is gorgeous and it's just like a real reminder of these people's humanity mm -hmm. most of them didn't make it and their songs did that's the power of art and um so i get to sing about it i mean this last this last round of of workshops it's, it they're, they're calling it amid falling walls because it's it's that's a lyric um in one of the songs these we are a people amid falling walls um and uh it's beautiful it's beautiful and uh i was asking my husband actually like how am i gonna make it work like seven shows a week <laughs> like uh, people like counting on me when does it start right. and it's, where can we get tickets oh sorry it starts um in november it's at the folksbina national yiddish theater and you can go to folksbina.org f-o-l-k-s-b-i e-n-e dot org and get tickets there and um well i was asking dan my husband like how am i gonna make it work what and he's just looked at me in the eyes and he was just like this is your life's work this is you're gonna make it work because this is your life's work you're gonna make it work because this is important to you and um and so i am and pause starting pre-k and we'll get a babysitter actually uh, Laura wanted to discuss a little bit of childcare actually when it comes to the freelance life and for me like a nanny never really panned out uh, it didn't really work because I'm there all the time mm -hmm. um, daycare worked a little bit sometimes it felt like a little too much coverage but we're going to do a babysitter now so with our two minutes remaining where can mm -hmm. we find your work and maybe purchase some of those pregnant lady vases so the pregnant lady vases <laughs> tm <laughs> they're in process um you can see them on my instagram though um i think you'll know right away when you see see them which ones they are um there's a series of about eight of them and um on my so they are on my Instagram and that's Michelle Courier Ceramics, and um, I have my website where I do have work up and I will have um, a bunch of pieces coming um, in September. Beautiful mid September, and that's michellecourier.com. So guys, if you want to support um, an artist mama. You know where to go. And I I actually do really hope to see you at my show. And thank you, thank Laura you. Lucetti, for being with us today. Did we not miss her, friends? Happy to be here. I mean, no pressure, <laughs> but did we not miss her? <laughs> okay, have a great day. See you next week. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Ravani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review 
share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.